Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Oh, hey, Keith. How's it going? Going great. Yourself? You know, I'm just fine. Everything is great. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I'm, 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 I'm gearing up for a pop diva filled summer. Yes, you are. Uh, just, just you wait. Just you wait, because we'll tell you why in just a second. Because <laughs> as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. Do you ever wonder why this music gets you high? Hmm. Takes you on a ride. Oh, a hint. Mm. <laughs> well, in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll be chatting about big chart news from Khalid, BTS, and Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> Plus, Ariana Grande's poptastic set at Coachella, where she reunited four-fifths of NSYNC, how Taylor Swift is teasing something coming later this month, and how Madonna announced a new single and a new album. Whew. Divas. Divas. Plus, we have an interview with Latin music's biggest boy band, Ciencio. Yeah! The fivesome stopped by the Billboard office to talk all about their catchy new half-Spanish, half-English single, Pretend, and much more, so stick around for that. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Let's talk about the charts. 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 First up, <laughs> on the Billboard 200 chart, Khalid notches his first number one album as his third release, Free Spirit, opens atop the tally. Now, the set starts with 202,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending April 11th, according to Nielsen Music. And that is actually the fourth largest week of 2019 for an album and the biggest week for a solo male artist this year. And of that sum, 85,000 were in album sales. So congrats to Khalid. Yeah, big week. Khalid crowns the Billboard 200. <laughs> How many alliteration-y things can I think of? <laughs> well, next week, watch for actually BTS to bump Khalid from the top slot. Hey, th- congratulations, Khalid, but you're on the way out, <laughs> sir. It's like, we're so quick. Hope you had fun. Hope you had that nice seven days. It's like, <laughs> actually, it's not even that. It's like, we announced that he's number one, and then a day later, we're like, but he's on the way out. Uh, because, well, BTS is aiming to debut at number one with their new album, Map of the Soul, Persona, as industry forecasters suggest the album could start with between 200,000 and 225,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending April 18th. Now, if the album opens at number one, it will mark the third leader for the act following last year's Love Yourself Answer and Love Yourself Tear. BTS, that's just... It's just nonstop BTS fun. That's correct. They're Three. on that. They're on that future album path. Just Three. a new album every few months. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the new thing. If you, just... I mean, yeah, Ariana's on that on that train as well. Also, BTS tends to do things in um, 
trilogies. Yes. Like the last... They have eras. Yeah, love. it was like the Love Yourself era, mm-hmm. and each album had kind of its own kind of like theme, part of the storyline. Yes. BTS fans, I'm sure, know this a lot better than like the average <laughs> fan, but... So I'm assuming... <laughs> Army I'm, out there, like, don't yeah. tell us our business. Yeah, the, the Army is just like, you don't know anything, Keith. <laughs> um, but I assume that Persona is like the first part of a multi-part... Of the map of the soul era. Yeah, so we shall see how the era pans out. Indeed. And lastly, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Little Nas X's Old Town Road sits atop the list for a second week. No surprise there. But it also logs the biggest streaming week ever for a song with a whopping 143 million streams earned in the week ending April 11th. And that's just the United States, of course. And of course, according to Nielsen Music. That beats the record set by Drake's In My Feelings, which logged 116.2 million on the chart dated July 28th, 2018. Now, notably, both the original version of Old Town Road as well as the new Billy Ray Cyrus-assisted remix uh, combined for that 143 million total, but that's the dorm. When you have a song and it's various remixes, they all combine together. Right. Um, Having said that. Having said that, um, Cyrus now claims his own number one on the Hot 100 as he's been added to the song's artist credit as the featured artist atop the list. So now the artist billing reads Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Why was he added in the second week? Because streaming and sales for this tracking week were driven mostly, or most heavily, by the Cyrus version. Right. Um, Now, uh, this has happened... Uh, there have been examples of where a song's artist credit gets changed midstream. A, a, an example that springs to mind immediately for me was when Rihanna's S&M single mm. was doing okay on the chart. Like it was top 10, I think. And then they released then the, Britney Britney, rolls in. the Britney Spears version. Boom, went to number one. And Britney was credited at number one because the majority of the sales that we were growing were coming from the Britney version. And the version that sprung to my mind was, or the song that sprung to my mind was Ed Sheeran's Perfect. Oh, yeah. Beyonce which then got had credit. a Beyonce remix. Yeah, and Beyonce got credit for that. Yes. Now, Cyrus may not necessarily retain that credit the entire duration of the right. chart run. Um, and the same way it happened with Beyonce. Beyonce eventually was removed from the title. Like, it just doesn't make sense when no one isn't buying it anymore and radio is not playing her version anymore. right it right. seems a little silly so i can tell you on streaming the one that is on a lot of the spotify official playlists is the billy ray cyrus version so like anyone passively listening to a spotify playlist will get the billy ray version which version do you enjoy more well um the billy ray version is longer and sort of a more complete song. Were you listening to me when I was talking about it the other day? No. Because that's what I, 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 it to me, it seems like it's more of a complete song. Yeah, it's like it needed an, one more verse and now it has it. Basically. Yeah, and I, it, I feel like the ending is a lot more robust. Yes. Like it, it feels like because they're harmonizing together and you feel like it has a, like more of a punch at yes. the end. Yes. But my favorite version of the song might be Keith Urban's cover. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting. He just put up this banjo cover on his Twitter over the weekend and. It's so good. And, I mean, Keith is, like, an incredible guitar guitar player. It's so good. Oh. Well, um, that's your big, exciting chart news. I mean, there's lots of other chart news that we could talk about. Um, But that that is the extent of my chart news. Well, then let's move on to the Billboard.com headlines. And the very first one is, of course, hashtag Ari Chella. 
which happened on Sunday. Whatever could that possibly represent? Uh, Well, Ariana Grande wrapped up weekend one of Coachella on Sunday night, and she brought a lot of special guests along for the ride. So rumors started swirling Friday that NSYNC would be joining her in the desert, and four-fifths of the group did make the trip, Hmm. with everyone but Justin Timberlake hitting the stage to do a little bit of It Makes Me Ill from No Strings Attached, which, of course, is sampled on Ari's Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored, and then all of Tearing Up My Heart with Ari filling in for JT on the second verse, and even pulling out the classic choreography from the 1998 hit song, It was magical, and she even said, I've been preparing my entire life for this performance, which any anyone in the general age range of Ariana, to me, can understand. Um, See if I can get a word in edgewise with Katie talking about NSYNC. Yes, Um, Is this really NSYNC? Um, I don't mind the people I mean, it is who, it is physically Lance Bass, Chris Kirkpatrick, Joey Fatone, and J.C. Shazay. I don't mind Justin people, was not there. Right. I don't mind the people saying, like, that she brought NSYNC on stage. I feel she like... she introduced him. She's like, it's NSYNC! Yeah. I, I think, honestly, I think even Justin would be okay with that. Oh, Justin probably doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. But there's a certain integrity to being like, so now is, it like, when a group gets back together and makes an appearance... How many of those members do you need for it to be considered what, that what group? What is quorum? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think that like it's very possible. Um, and actually, stay tuned to Billboard.com because we're looking into this exact thing. It seems possible that this iteration of NSYNC might be the one and only iteration of NSYNC we ever see do anything ever again because it kind of feels like Justin's never going to do anything proper with NSYNC again. It seems like he brought them out of the VMAs. They did that performance, and for him, that was like, cool, I'm good. And then they reunited, quote-unquote, for the star ceremony at the Walk of Fame last year. Didn't perform. But no performance. And honestly, I think, like, there would be, it would be more likely that this foursome would move forward under that NSYNC banner in some way ever in do the future. You, do you think there's the possibility of, I mean, the Spice Girls are going on tour this summer it's totally without possible. Victoria. It's a, that's, that's Would a, people ever accept... Un- I mean, you can't, like, can you have Destiny's Child without Beyonce? Well, so, no, but I feel like two people is a different story than four, also. Also, when your lead vocals are performed mostly by one person, Beyonce. What about, I think, probably in America versus England, that Take That is probably the exact example, because I think people kind of thought of Robbie and, help me. Gary Barlow. Gary as, like, co-frontmen, and I think that when NSYNC was as big as they were, JT and JC were co-frontmen. Would do you think in this might it, could this be the start of them thinking, hmm, maybe we could do something as a four piece? Yeah, you know, potentially. Although maybe they don't want to mess with their legacy. Maybe they want to leave it there. They've already messed with it. They showed up at Coachella as a guest. I don't think in they like did. Ariana you, Grande's you think that list. mess with their legacy? I'm not saying that. Like someone tweeted on Sunday night, basically kind of like ripping Justin a new one. It was it was a former coworker of ours. He already deleted the tweet. Um, he was he's basically like saying like Justin like is sort of lame for like not wanting to do this. Oh, I'd and, like disagree and, with that take. And, and actually, I was like, I responded. I'm like, maybe he thought we're going to reunite to do like a walk on in someone's set at Coachella. Nah, I'm good. You guys have a good time. 
Yeah, I like it has to be special if you're going to get the band back together. Make I it special. have one hundred percent. Not that Ariana's Coachella set is not special. Well, right, that's the thing. I don't think that this. Um, I don't think this tarnishes any sort of legacy. I think if you get into where they're touring as a foursome, it's like then you're rewriting it's history. Like, who's singing Justin's part? Right. That's. I mean, J- is JC just going to do everything? <laughs> if he had his druthers, he probably would. Have Lance. I mean, the other boys can sing. Why can't they? I mean, they can, but like those parts are so iconic for Justin. I mean, we've gotten an, a tangent mm, here. Okay, moving on. Let's maybe, move on to the maybe other Maybe Justin guests. will show up with the, maybe they'll all come back next weekend. That's the thing, honestly, like let's pay attention to next Sunday. Who knows? The Man of the Woods tour did wrap up Saturday night. <laughs> so he has a full week. What if, what if only Justin shows up next weekend? That would also be hilarious. And the other four of them are just like oh i guess this is you're Justin's not allowed this turn. time <laughs> sorry guys justin wants to sing with ariana on their own he'll oh. do bang bang with her right oh speaking of bang bang speaking of bang bang uh ariana's frequent collaborator Nicki minaj was also there joining in for bang bang and side to side and experiencing some excruciating technical difficulties throughout that prompted ariana to holler we can't hear anything <laughs> because clearly their in-ear, in-ear monitors were not working Nicki was like off by like a couple seconds where and she was trying to get her back on and it was a mess and like you know in, in a normal situation you would want to be just like yo let's stop the show but it's not like i mean everything is probably so techno it's everything is like tech technologically connected to one another yeah you, you lights lights sounds. and sound and everything is like computerized stuff it's like you can't just be like yo stop the show nikki can't hear nothing right there were lots Ugh. of memes floating around about Cardi B seen running away from the soundboard. Well, you know Nikki killed somebody <laughs> backstage after that performance. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, I mean, actually, shockingly, Twitter has been really kind, where they're they're blaming the Coachella people and, the tech, like, the tech people. They were the only ones that had problems this weekend. Lizzo's set had yeah. terrible audio, and, yeah. Well, maybe well, let's wait till weekend two and see what happens. Uh, and it's live streaming this this time around weekend two. Typically in the past, uh, YouTube has not live streamed weekend two. Now it will, so we can see it all over again on Sunday. Hmm. Um, and the final guest, uh, Ariana was joined by Diddy and Mace for Mo Money Mo Problems. It was just like a full like fun throwback do, '90s situation. Do uh, people who bring out guests at Coachella bring them out both weekends? Or sometimes, sometimes, and sometimes not. Well, sometimes there'll be a different guest on the second weekend. That's what I'm super curious because did all these people you know sign up to do back to back or will she come up i mean will she do a different throwback rap song where she does the hook you know on next weekend like diddy might not be free next weekend who knows so hmm. we shall see hmm. moving on to our second diva maybe the backstreet the boys news, show though. up next weekend right <laughs> all of them will be there uh, Late Friday night, Taylor Swift sent fans into overdrive when she updated her website and social accounts with all signs pointing to April 26th. So taylorswift.com now features a countdown clock that expires at midnight on April 25th. But what is it counting down to? Is it an album? Is it a single? We will just have to wait and New see. New merchandise. It could be anything. A third cat joins the Swift family. I think fans would be real bummed if it was a merch collection. <laughs> <laughs> the new the new taylorswift.com merch collection. We're going to need some music, probably. Um, but meanwhile, Swift's Instagram and Twitter bios have both been updated as well to read 426. And as of our recording on Monday, Swift has shared three additional visual clues, including a jewel-encrusted heart, two hands with an iridescent manicure and four sparkly rings, and a section of fluffy pink tool. What does it all mean? But what do we want it to mean, I guess is the question, Keith. All right, so here's my theories. Yeah. Um... Avengers Endgame comes out that day. So maybe she has a song in the movie. Possible? 
Yeah, it's possible I don't like that. Like, I want it to be her own era, not, like, one standalone thing right. on a soundtrack. What if it's... Um, okay, so then it wouldn't be her doing a new song for the upcoming film Cats, in which she co-stars. Another thing that, like, everyone's looking forward to Cats. Like, <laughs> and, like, and like everyone's, everyone's looking forward to that, but they want this to be a Taylor Swift album. Exactly. We all want... Yeah, exactly. I need, I need like, new Taylor. And I feel like with the fanfare that she's putting into this, it's got to be a new music era. I don't know. She, I just feel like she wouldn't do that for a standalone She thing. traditionally drops a single in the late fall for an album that comes out at the end of the year. Which, so she's already shaking it up a little bit from her normal but, thing. But, you know, she did leave Big Machine Records, and now she's on Republic Records, so maybe it's a new day dawning, and maybe she's like, look, I can do things differently, and maybe I'll have a summertime album. Yeah. And, I of course, fans have been reading into all the, like, numerology and all the hints that she's been posting for the past few months. Um, as we pointed out in our article on Billboard.com, they po- they noticed that there were exactly seven palm tree emojis in her caption of an Instagram post back in February, meaning that TS7 was coming. They also pointed out that there were 61. Like, like, meaning this is what it means. This is what it means, obviously. Absolute truth. Um, and then there were 61. People went through and counted all the stars in the photo. There were 61 stars. And it turns out that from that Instagram post on February 24th, exactly 61 days from then is April 26th. So like that whole thing was all setting this up. Sure. Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, like the thing is, You're like of that all seemed crazy until then. She did, you know, put the countdown clock and in, into action, and it's like, oh no, that wasn't crazy. It well, was exactly right. How many jewels are on the encrusted heart pendant? I'm sure people are already trying to break that down. It's like get out the magnifying glass. Find exactly. Out. That'll be how many. I'm sure days each until the ring means out. something. You know, we'll just we'll stay tuned. Shh. We'll stay tuned. Final diva. In less cryptic news, Keith's favorite diva. Oh, not that she's not cryptic, too. She's got her own cryptic stuff going on. It's a little bit more obvious with this one. Oh, But on Saturday, uh, Madonna finally lifted the veil of secrecy over her next project, announcing via Instagram that her new album will be titled Madam X. In addition to a video teaser that she shared over the weekend, on Monday, Madonna revealed that the first single from the project, featuring superstar Colombian singer Maluma, will arrive on Wednesday. The song is called Medellin, which fits with uh, Maluma's Colombian. Do you know? Are you familiar with Medellin? What, no, what does that mean? Oh, it's a city in Colombia. Oh, it's a city. Yes, and specifically where Pablo Escobar is from, the drug kingpin. <laughs> and uh, the only reason I know how to say it properly and say, know where it is is because of the HBO television show Entourage, where Adrian Grenier's character starred in a movie about Pablo Escobar called Medellin. So there you go. Medellin is the name of the of the song. Alrighty then. What did you think the song was called? Well, I didn't I didn't know I, I thought maybe it was just a Spanish word and it meant something in English. Well you know, it probably does as well, but it is a city. Okay. Yeah. So back in February, uh, both Madonna and Maluma surprised their fans by sharing photos together in the studio. And Maluma previously told Billboard in an interview that he met Madonna during the VMAs in New York. And then he said, quote, after that, I had the opportunity to spend some time with her in Los Angeles. She was in the studio and I joined her. How you know, casual. How's ca- yeah. There, there, was no, there was no setup or machinations involved. It's just... She was in the studio when I joined And then her. all of a sudden I was there, too. I don't know how I <laughs> materialized inside the studio. All right. So since, I mean, this is clearly uh, Keith's uh, area. So, like, <laughs> I just need to know, like, your excitement level, what you thought of the video teaser, it's all the, of these these hints and clues. the Madonna cast. Um, <laughs> well, so she, on Instagram, she revealed pieces of 
like each every like day or so she had like a new piece of what would reveal a full picture and she basically said madam x is like you know an equestrian that was my favorite one i was like that's the randomest thing (laughs) but madonna herself rides horses you know a spy a teacher a whore a this a a mother a a child a lover a fighter a sister a brother (laughs) it's like i'm just justifying my life i might have started singing i'm every woman in the office too when after listening to that video (laughs) um i think it's interesting because she is i think it's i think it's sort of a double play where we always pin her as a woman of reinvention for every album for an era like oh this is like the the blonde ambition era Mm -hmm. or this is like your disco country cowboy western girl era Mm -hmm. with music or now you're like the disco dolly from the 70s for confessions Mm -hmm. and your hair changes color but now with this she's like okay i'm actually having sort of a different persona for every song on the album and i'm kind of like is Carmen Sandiegoing it around the world, perhaps, on, like, sort of Madame X's secret mission or something? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't really tell what she's doing. Like, in the video, she has all these different wigs and different outfits, and it's kind of like, are you, like, secret agent lady? And all of these different things are the, like, sort of personas, BTS reference, Hmm. that you inhibit through each song as you kind of go on this journey sort of through the album. I think that's really interesting, especially that, like you said, that since she's reinvented herself so many times, it's like, instead of having one distinct persona for this album, it's like, she's everything. She's everything. She's everything that she's been before. She's everything she's going to be. Like, will this turn into, like, like when you watch that teaser, I'm like, oh, is this, someone DM'd me and was like, do you think it's going to be like a visual album? Mm. I'm like, shit, I don't know. Like, Made part two. Well, I'm like, if anyone, <laughs> sh- who, if anyone should have been doing a visual album decades ago, it was Madonna with That's all the music videos. I mean, she virtually did. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I'm like, well, that would be really interesting. Like, what if it's like a movie where she plays all these mm-hmm. like secret agent characters and she's like, you know. It's like Alias starring I was Madonna. Say alias. Oh, yes. can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they look like Alias. Yeah, I'm in. All well, right. so you got to stick with us because we'll be talking all about it as as, uh, as the new music comes out. By the time course, you hear this, the song... It could be out. It's supposed to be out on Wednesday. But so. wait until our episode next week for us to uh, to chat a little bit more about it once we get to hear it. Yeah. And now it's time for our interview with Ciencio. The five-member Latin boy band came by the Billboard office to talk about Pretend, which is already a top 40 hit on our Hot Latin Songs chart and is getting play on mainstream pop stations here in the U.S. thanks to its half-Spanish, half-English lyrics. We talked about why now felt like the right time for the song, how their fans have embraced it, and the song's interpolation of Rhythm of the Night by DeBarge and why it works so well. Written by friend of the podcast, Diane Warren. Diane Warren. Oh, to the beat of the rhythm. Oh, yeah. If you have, you need to listen to Pretend, first of all. You're brought to your little piece of it, but hmm. you need to listen to the whole song because the way it, uh, it, way it works Rhythm of the Night in is really interesting and fun. Um, we also talked about their upcoming performance on the Billboard Latin Music Awards, and most importantly to the fans, which members are single and which ones are taken, because <laughs> this turned into a Tiger Beat interview real quick, and by real quick, I mean like instantly, and you're about to hear. <clears throat> so please enjoy our interview with Ciencio. <laughs> Hello to Ciencio and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Thank you for your time. 
Um, I'm hoping that maybe you could start off by saying hello and your name so everyone can get kind of used to your voices. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Christopher. <laughs> I'm from Ecuador. I'm 23 years old and I'm single. <laughs> so I am Richard. I am Dominican American, um, and I am 22, and I am also single. So yeah, yeah. Hey, ready to mingle. Yeah, he's ready to mingle. Ready to mingle. <laughs> um, I'm Joel. I'm 20 years old, and I'm Mexican American. I'm Eric. I am 18 years old. I am from Cuba, and I am single too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sabdiel. Um, I'm from Puerto Rico, and I'm 21 years old. And, and I'm single as well. Hey. You guys know what your fans want to hey. know, obviously. Hey. You know the important things. Um, you know, this is your first time on this podcast, but of course, Billboard's been covering you guys for years. Thank you. Um, we specifically wanted you to ha- be here, though, because we're the Pop Shop podcast, and you guys hey. Hey. are officially going pop with pretend Um, it's a top 40 hit already on our hot Latin songs chart and it's getting played on top 40 radio here in the US Um, I kind of wanted to ask like why did it feel like the right time to have this song that's part Spanish part English and really kind of you know talk Mm -hmm. directly to these US fans I I feel Um, like we kind of had a prep with um, Hey DJ which was with Megan Trainer and mm -hmm. Sean Paul and also with um, Reggaeton Lento Mm -hmm. with Little Mix I feel like that was a prep we've always wanted to do um, music in English and uh, we feel like after three years I think we we wanted to like give our fans our non-speaking Spanish fans like you know something that they actually hear every day like their language and stuff um, and we just like it too. I mean, Richard and I, we, we grew up listening to music in English. We sang music in English. So we think it was pretty cool to like, you know, put that in there in our music. And yeah, we're happy with the outcome. Everyone seems to like it. And you mentioned uh, the Hey DJ remix. Um, how did you originally link up with Megan and with Sean Paul for that? Um, so we recorded this song, Hey DJ, in, in English. By you know, ourselves. we were trying to, yeah, we were trying to just put it out by ourselves. <laughs> so then we just t- talked to, with the team and they um, they had connections to Megan and, and to Sean. Well, we didn't even know about Sean Paul. Yeah. So we had connections to Megan and Megan recorded her part and she loved the song. She went crazy for and it. she killed it. And she <laughs> sent it back with Sean Paul's voice. Uh, so we were like, a, this is crazy. That's a special like gift yeah so it was it was great you know um and it, it just it just became something like supernatural you know it was it was we weren't looking for any like uh like just to like you know how it's always playing the oh we should get with this artist because it will give us like a, a boom or whatever it is right it was just very natural you know somehow somebody had a connection and then they just connected to her then she connected to sean paul and then sean paul brought it back you know so it was like a it was like a cool vibe that's why the song became so great yeah. That's awesome. And um, so getting back to pretend for a second, uh, what has the fan reaction been to that song so far? It's what have you been amazing. hearing? I yeah. think it's been amazing. Uh, right now on YouTube is like maybe 32 uh, mm-hmm. plus, plus million views. Yeah. And a few people going, have heard it. It's going, it's going <laughs> crazy. Uh, uh, the fans already in South America and Europe, we just came back from a tour in Europe and the United States. And they all knew the songs from bottom to top yeah so I think the, the really fans from, from from here in the United States and in Europe I think that's the song that one of the the, the songs that they screamed the loudest mm. so that's something that surprised us and it, and it shows that they like they like brand new song too right but, so for them to know all the l- lyrics from top to bottom is crazy, crazy. Yeah. are you finding that your fans in places like Europe that maybe not are not gonna always be Spanish speaking fans exactly. are still shouting yeah. those lyrics at yeah. you yeah, yeah they do yeah. that's yeah. crazy the whole concert Spanish. so that's, that's something awesome. that really that's a really, really cool us. thing, actually. Like yeah. when we went to Japan, the the fans told us that they were learning Spanish from our songs. <laughs> That's really cool. And they were like kind of 
uh, learning how to say, like, can I give you a hug in Spanish? Oh. So they can tell. That it's <laughs> the like, important phrases. Was, yeah, the important <laughs> phrases. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, do you feel like you're kind of finding a whole new fan base with this song? Like people who maybe didn't know who you were before this? Yeah, I yeah. feel like, um, let's say especially for the U.S. and other parts Europe. in Europe yeah. or Asia, or Asia mm-hmm. they're like, you know, they're relating a little bit more. You know, they're like, oh, they speak English too, you know, so maybe I could like start listening to them and they li- listen to the rest of the song so they're like, oh, I like also this vibe, you know. Too. Yeah, the beat and the also it's a throwback, you know, it's a throwback, <laughs> for, it's a rhythm of the night. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. So yeah. that is a DeBarge song originally. Exactly. I have a feeling like your moms were probably happy about yeah, that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like their yeah. friends yeah. probably like, like that. Like when we first heard it, it was like a throwback because yeah. we, we remember the times that, you know, our moms or aunts or even us, you know, cleaning in the house, listening to that song. Yeah. Kids, it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like a little, you know, it was it was always like a jam. Yeah, you know? that's the song everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. So when we heard this song, we were like, yo, this song is going to throw everybody back, you know, and it's going to feel, it's a feel good song, you know. So I yes. feel like that's what people are feeling, you know, they're, they're like, oh my God, they brought it back. The song feels good, you know. Totally. So, it's That's cool. perfect. Um, and what is the song like? What do the lyrics mean to you? Have, have you guys experienced this exact situation, <laughs> or how are you relating Probably. to it? Um, yeah, I feel like let's say for me, I, I had I've had a situation like that. So, <laughs> so it's like Let me put you on the spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's 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 great. You know, it's, I feel like this song is is a song that people could relate to. You know, um. Uh, Maybe not everybody, but yeah. most people, and and it's also not even to relate to. It just feels good, you know. Yeah. The song just to sing. It's and a just, party song. Yeah, and yeah. you could get into that character too, you know. Like when you, whenever you're feeling sexy, you look in the mirror and you sing the song. You know, it's like it, you just feel part of it. You I've, feel, yeah. I've noticed that if, when you hear the song, you have to move one part of your body. Exactly. Like there's <laughs> no way that you can. You, yeah. There's no way you can be still and just. You have to bop to it. So. You have to. <laughs> um, you know, do you feel that pretend and and hey DJ might give you opportunities for more um, English language collaborations now? Like maybe some more artists, you know, that you ha- are maybe on your wish list? Could be. Yeah. We have yeah, a big yeah. We have a really big <laughs> yeah. like one time, Every time someone asks us, what's you guys' collaboration, dream collaboration, we have like 20 artists. So. Yeah. We're very open to doing um, with anyone. Good. It doesn't matter yeah. what genre they sing in. We just like to make new music. And um, you mentioned you just wrapped up a U.S. tour. It was your first headlining tour here <laughs> in the U.S. Um, what were those crowds like? What was what was the atmosphere like? It was more than incredible, for sure. We yeah. never, like we never expect so much people in this yeah. uh, venue for be the first time that we uh, tour, like here in the United States. Yeah. yeah. I say, right. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of people, like in American Airlines. Mm. In Miami, mm-hmm. that was like 10, crazy, people. crazy. Oh, like it's massive. 10,000 yeah. people, and we never expect that. So thank you very much. That's yeah, awesome. And you're playing American hey. Airlines again, right? For the Miami, there's a Miami festival that exactly. you guys are playing. The Miami Bash, yeah. Um, so like, it's so cool that you get to fill that up on your own, though. <coughs> yeah, you don't yeah, need yeah. to be on a big bill of <laughs> artists. Like, no. how does that feel? That day Amazing. was crazy. I feel like for us was My was dream a, come true. Yeah, it was a, a eye opener, you know, because. Um, We've worked so hard, you know. We've we've done so much things that we never thought that so early in our in our career, you know, we would fill up a American Airlines a, yeah. arena. You know what I mean? So um, it just feels good that they were super special. All the label, all the family was there, all the friends, you know, because that's where mo- where we're based. So that's where we kind of we have more friends and more people. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of nerves, you know. It was a, it was, a, it was a great vibe, you know. Behind the stage, we had like a bunch of family members in, in the in the dressing room. So it was oh, just a, so fun. the whole experience was super cool, you know. That's and awesome. to be back there for the Miami Bash is also super Yeah, good. and speaking of that, you have a bunch of um, 
shows lined up still in the U.S. So mm-hmm. if you missed, if you missed Ciencio on their tour, you can still see them in Miami, San Diego, yeah. Yeah. California. Yeah, we have a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have you started prepping for all of those kind of festival shows yet? Sort of. I mean, during the road, like during along the road, the road we, yeah. we kind of prep because we're always doing shows, you yeah. know. So that's kind of like kind of our, our, our practice, you know. Yeah. Um, but usually before, like a day before the show or two, we get in the in a room and we start practicing or we start talking everything down. What we're gonna say, what we're gonna do, you know. Yeah, you guys um, never stop. Really, yeah, yeah. So always, always, always non stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good way to be. Um, and before you guys had your headlining tour, um, you got a chance to open for quite a few huge name artists. Um, of course, Ricky Martin, yeah. Enrique, and Pitbull, yeah. Ariana Grande on yeah. her uh, Dangerous Woman tour. Um, yeah. what is the best part about going out on tour with these big names? Like, you know, is it being able to learn from them? And, and what did you apply to your own tour after that? I think what that is. Something like incredible because you have to sing to some people, people that don't they, even know you. Yeah, mm. they are not your crowd. Yeah, no, you're, you're you have fine. to win them. So over. It's like a challenge. Yeah, exactly. It's a challenge. Yeah. You have it's to to win them, and it's super super um, nerve-wracking. Ne- n- nervous too because yeah. like it's not your your crowd. Uh, your crowd, but we have to thanks to Enrique Iglesias and people and Ricky too at the first time. So. Uh, for the opportunity, I remember in Argentina, I think it was like forty thousand. Oh my god! The yeah. first show. The, the first, first show. Oh my god! Of yeah. Yeah. And back then we do covers. Mm. We oh, did yeah. covers, yeah. When After we the show, you yeah, guys did mostly covers. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have out, any. So. Yeah, the yeah, we only had two singles out at that yeah. time. Right. So we had to do a bunch of covers. Oh yeah. my god! So yeah. little that was crazy. And also, like from these artists, we t- we picked up a lot of things. You mm. know, like let's say seeing Ricky for two hours on stage dancing and singing everything live you know Crazy. so we were like this how? guy is like how old and he's <laughs> still like you know killing up there better than any performance that we've done we've seen you know what i mean so yeah. it's like and also as a person as well like ricky apart from everything that he does on stage apart from that he's very human um hum- how do you human. say humanitarian like he's he's just very like about the the, the yeah, spiritual yeah yeah spiritual. so he's very spiritual he's I'm like, very I don't about, even know the word you don't need yeah to know the word. <laughs> so, so he's like about that and he loves to like be he always tells us you know to keep humble to keep our feet on the ground to love what we do and oh, always awesome. and always keep recreating and rest a lot you know what I mean so um that's that's very important things that he showed us and Ricky Mar- and um people Enrique like you know their energy on stage is mm. freaking crazy yeah, yeah. you know it's crazy. So everything that they did on stage, we were like, wow, these guys are like, you know, they've been in the game for so long and they, they're they how old and they're still killing it, you yeah. know? So and you have to bring energy. like four times that energy. Exactly. And we're <laughs> young. Times. Yeah, we're young. So we got to like, you know, we got to step up. You right. know what I mean? They, they're old and they got, they still put in more energy <laughs> I mean, than we are. Old, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, they're not old, but right. they're older than us. <laughs> they have a big career there. But a fun, fun fight, fun fight that uh, we went on tour with uh, Enrique Les and people. I love the fact that we went on on a tour bus. Oh. It was amazing. Like we got to sleep a lot. <laughs> we got to like <laughs> compose music, like to just have fun. That's not the normal thing going on a tour bus, right? Yeah. You're yeah. typically Crazy. having to just get on flights yeah. all over the world. It's really good, yeah. yeah. Tour bus is good. We also got a, to know a lot of things about the U.S. Also, yeah. that we haven't, yeah. you know, we. we I was going to ask about that. Around. You've had so much time in the U.S. now, and you still have so much time in the u.s um what's your favorite part about spending time here and obviously three of you are from here originally yeah. or were born here um but like what what do you like about spending time in america it's just a different well, vibe to be honest yeah. yeah just to see like a bunch of scenes owners like like yeah. our fans like being like growing al- around the whole globe is crazy like we never expect to have fans in texas or yeah. either whatever like asia mm-hmm. so it's just it's just 
And insane. also a big deal too. The food is different here. Yeah. You know? So. Oh yeah. What's your favorite food yeah. in the U.S. or what's your least favorite? Food? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> our favorite food we can't really say because there's a lot of sponsors, but you okay, know. Fair but it starts. It's Mexican. You know, it's, it's very. It's like Mexican Americanized type thing. You know. It's okay. a really good thing. Uh, you know, it's like a bowl. Uh, they just. They yeah, just you can get a burrito too. Tacos um, and burrito. But that's something good. Yeah. About a United States touring in United States because. They have a lot of food, so you can pick, you know, different kind of varieties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. We have the it pizza. all. And pizza. Yeah, the pizza, <laughs> pizza. You know. Well, you just went to Europe, though. I'm guessing the pizza might have been better in Italy than here. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but U.S. has different a uh, different vibe. You know, totally. I feel like that's yeah. that's the thing. Like even even when we go to Europe or Asia, it's just they're all different vibes. Yeah. And we just love all of them. You know, to be in to be able to. To be able to adventure those those things and have yeah. that as a yeah, memory. Yeah, did you ever imagine just learn, just yeah, traveling exactly. the, yeah. the globe so like this? Being here in the, in the U.S., we love yeah. a, we love to be in the in Europe. We love to be in Asia. You know, so there in Latin America as well. You know, everything is like such a different vibe that we loved it. You know, we know how to how to adapt to them. Yeah, now, you know. Um, another big event you have coming up is the Billboard Latin Music Awards. Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously, uh, you have a great history there. You uh, won Best New Artist there in 2017. Yes. <coughs> you uh, took home a prize last year for Latin Pop Artist of the Year, Door yeah. Group, and you're nominated this year for hey, three categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to that night? Oh my god! Hopefully, getting some at least at, at least, least one. one. <laughs> well, your record's good. You've won something the last yeah. two years. Only one. Only um, one. I don't know. Seen a whole bunch of artists perform. Um, just have fun. Just having fun. You're getting, performing too. Yeah, yeah. We're performing too. Getting because. to see a whole bunch of our friends that are artists as well that we yeah. don't really get to see them because they're also traveling. Um, I think it's gonna be a really fun night. So yeah, yeah. You guys have to stay tuned for that. For sure, and uh, Las Vegas. Have yes. you guys, Vegas. You obviously have been we there like before, Vegas, yes. like and you're going it. there in the fall again, like we said for yeah. the iHeart um, Festival. Yeah. Yeah. What, what happened, do you think about Vegas? I what happened in Vegas? Vegas. First year that, Vegas. That three of us are, are um, legal. legal. You know that we're we're old enough to go <laughs> out. Like, you know, and and so we're, we're gonna try to adventure a little bit in Vegas. More. Eric and I will stay in a room. Let's just leave it in Vegas. Um, so what's next after pretend? Let's talk about the future. Are you are you thinking Maybe. that there might be more um, of these Spanglish songs in your future? Maybe after that, see, after yeah. seeing the outcome and the, the response of, of the public, after seeing how much they liked it, we're definitely going to do it. Not only because of that, but also because we liked it too. We felt really yeah. good recording music in English. And yeah, you guys have to stay tuned because we have actually a whole bunch of other songs recorded, a lot of surprises. Well, yeah. so is there an album in the works too? You um, just put one out last year, so we, we're not rushing yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> we weren't. We're not planning on an album. You know what I mean. We're just recording songs, and okay. <laughs> let, let's say like this year, there's a lot of new music that are coming out. Um, we have a lot of singles. We have a lot of features. Call we have a lot of. You know, Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. So things so we're you very, can't talk about just yet. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, yeah. we can't talk. <laughs> we have Surprise. to stay tuned. Social but, media. but we have a lot of yeah. things coming. So we were. We're not planning on an album. You know, structuring an album. Okay. We're just releasing songs and see where it takes us. Right now, we're writing as well. Yeah. Great. So so there's a lot of works being done. You know, we're we're constantly working. We're constantly. Yeah. Creating, you know, so is, is is a work. Maybe we'll pull up an EP or an album. Who knows, you know? And Maybe. what is your guys' like writing style? Like, do you write by yourselves or do you write all together? So depends. 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 On the day. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's by ourselves. Sometimes we 
uh, we write something and show the rest and see mm-hmm. what they think and then what they yeah. That's uh, would be sort add. That's got to nerve wracking, actually. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's say in the in the group, Sabdiel is the producer. So, mm-hmm. like, let's say um, whenever we have an idea, we go to Sabdiel, we're like, yo, bro, can you do like something with this or whatever? Or he shows us, oh, he'll uh, show us a beat or something, you know? So, Such a rat on it. It's cool. And you're writing on the road, like, all the time? Oh, no, you, I just cut yeah. you off. What were you going to say? I don't know. I think, <laughs> oh, I think we're always writing, to be honest. You're always we're, writing. We're always yeah. thinking because there's nothing else to do. We're always on our phones, too. So, like, once we get bored of that, we just start. You know, singing, making a beat, singing different, making different songs up and stuff. Yeah, it's fun. And you mentioned just like kind of concentrating on releasing songs. I mean, that's kind of how the music world is now. You know, I mean, that's how most people consume music. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Get a new song on Spotify, et cetera. Like, uh, while albums are still important, do you kind of feel like that's the focus right now? Yeah, I feel like nowadays people don't really listen to albums. You know, people. It's so sad. I love it. It's sad, yeah, (laughs) but I feel like people. People it's like, true. It's yeah, true. It's people, how people like listen to it. like just what's in now. You yeah. know what I mean? They won't go to an album and listen to the whole thing. Maybe like later on they'll probably get you know bored of listening to every song and they'll get into albums. You know that's why we're not thinking about album yeah. right now. Yeah. We're just thinking of releasing music and just showing them a good time. You know with our music, so it's cool. What are some of your favorite songs right now? I'm curious. Pretend. Maybe can everybody give me something? Pretend, Pretend obviously, <laughs> it's all of our favorite songs right now. What are some favorite songs by other artists? I like I Talk like, by Khalid. I'm listening to Billie Eilish right now. Oh yeah, and her album comes out tomorrow. Oh, Speaking whoa. of albums, it's out tomorrow. I've listened yeah. to Burry, to Lovely, but Khalid and and Billie Eilish. I really like right now "Te Robare" by uh, Nicki oh, Jam and Osuna. Te Robare, yeah. oh, it's super good. Yes. Balvin and Rosalia took oh, yeah. out a new song now. Good. It's cool. Perdóname, um, Mario Ricky is really good. Yeah, Mario Ricky. There's a lot of artists. Yeah, we, lot we listen to a lot of songs. Like, lot. We listen I'm to, sure. I'm sure yeah. that's what you're doing on the road. And since we're five, you know, each and one of us have like a different kind of taste. Yeah. So like, let's say he'll have a different type of genre or song that he that's in now. And so he'll show me. Then it becomes my favorite song. Then yeah. I play him something yeah. and then it becomes it's his. That's actually like, cool. Yeah, you so don't need cool. Spotify. You have each exactly, other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you guys for so, so Thank much for your time. I really appreciate it. And good luck out on the road. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for Thank you so much to Ciencio for coming into the office. Uh, they were so nice, and they also did a real number on our snack closet because <laughs> they're all, you know, teenage, early 20 boys. So um, I, I let them loose in there. You didn't even ask them if they were single or not. They just volunteered that. They volunteered that information. Yeah, like uh, the moment I ask that. What's of your a- name? Well, my name is Keith. I'm an Aries, and uh, I'm ready to mingle. Should have asked for their favorite color, favorite food, but I didn't. Well, actually, I did see some of their favorite foods, so, you know, you can DM me and we can talk about it. There was definitely some cup of noodles being oh. consumed. Uh, send, send Katie a, a tweet and find out what Ciencio's favorite snacks are. Yeah. So you know what, like, snacks to bring them the next time you're, like, you know, waiting exactly. in line to meet them. I heard that a Billboard said that you liked these Just these make sure you chips. have a microwave nearby, too, to heat up the cup of noodles, because it's not a good thing to just hand them they on had, the street. They had more than that. <laughs> okay, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Well, speaking of CNCO, yes. I believe there is a connection of CNCO to uh, one Ricky Martin, correct? That Katie? is correct. They That is their mentor. And then they also went on a massive tour with him as well. Well, 20 years ago this week, Ricky Martin's Livin' La Vida Loca debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart on its way to number one just a few weeks later. 
Livin entered the list dated April 17, 1999, at number 54, then jumped to number 32, then to number 8, and then on May 1st, oops, nope, and then <laughs> on May 8th, it hit number 1, where it ruled for five straight weeks. The song was inescapable in 1999. Some might say it made you go insane, <laughs> perhaps even upside or even inside out. <laughs> the single led Ricky Martin's self-titled album, which debuted at number one on the May 29th, 1999 dated Billboard 200, and also featured a duet with, wait for it, Madonna. I mean, everything is really tying together, and we did not do this intentionally, but, like, the new Madonna single features Maluma, mm-hmm. and then we went into our interview with Ciencio, and mm-hmm. now we're doing our chart stat with Ricky Martin. It is a full Latin-flavored Pop Shop podcast. Uh, yes. <laughs> or maybe it was intentional. Keith did it, and nope. I actually just noticed nope, it. No, <laughs> actually, this, the, the Ricky Martin thing was a quasi-accident. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I, well, yeah, whatever. Um, so there you have it. This week in 1999, Ricky Martin's Livin' La Vida Loca debuted on the Hot 100 chart on its way to number one. Okie dokie. Um, we have reached the end of the show. Do we have any parting words? Well, this is me furiously Typing searching something. real quick because I'm curious. As to what the name of the song was that Madonna did with Ricky no, Martin? I want to see what number. It was, it was uh, called uh, Be Careful With My Heart. I was going to look up what number La Vida Loca ended up at on our uh, on our Best n- of 1999 99 list. Best Songs of 1999. It's got to be pretty high up there. It's in the top 20. Both uh, uh, Katie and I voted on this list. I don't remember where I put Live and La Vida Loca, though. Well, I can tell you that our staff collectively put it at number 13. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's what's, decent. What's, what, uh, tell us what's ahead of this on the list, okay. Katie. Let's just go do a quick countdown. Quick number countdown. 12, Shania Twain. Man, I feel like a woman. Good. Number th- 11, Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle. Great. Again, this is all uh, voted on by people that work in the editorial staff. At Correct. Number 10, Eminem, My Name Is. Hi. Number nine, Jennifer Lopez, Waiting for Tonight. Oh, good one. Great song. Yep. Number eight, Blink-182, All the Small Things. Interesting. Great song, better video. Yeah. Number seven is Cher, oh, Believe. Yes. There's just so many like contenders for number one on this list. Yeah. Number six, Lauren Hill, X Factor, now really? famously sampled in, uh, in, not in my feelings, in Nice for What by Drake. Uh, number five is Santana featuring Rob Thomas, Smooth. Wow. Number four, Juvenile featuring Manny Fresh and Lil Wayne, Back, Back that, that Ass Up. Or Thing. Back for... That Thing Up if you're listening on the radio or at a middle school dance Girl, like you look good. I might have been. Uh, number three, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. <sighs> wow. That's, that could have easily been number one. Number two, TLC, No Scrubs. That could have easily been number one. That was my number one. And number one, Britney Spears, Baby One More Time. Man, 1999. you guys. Such a good year. Seriously. Then again, so, I said the same thing when we did the 1998 roundup, too. I know. It's so true. So, so go check that out. So which of those songs should we go out on? Great question. Um, Baby One More Time, since it's the last yes, one. Yes, I'm down with that. Okay, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. I lose my mind